I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. So this is episode two of uh, Jason and Richard <laughs> talking about stuff. Shooting the shit. Shooting the shit. So, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, as I was telling you, we were talking about this earlier. Um, this, this, this past week after we did our first, uh, our, our first talk, uh, I did something a little bit manipulative. Uh, <laughs> willingly. Um, I don't know how you interact with social media. Um, like, what is your relationship with Facebook and Twitter and... Uh, like I've known you for a long time, but I don't actually know if you indulge in these things. If I mean, you, you clearly put stuff up on Facebook from time to time. Um, I do, I do a little bit. I do a lot of lurking. I think I get a lot of you know content and stuff. Just I think just refreshing. I think we mentioned that last time. Just refreshing the feed over and over again throughout the day to see what's kind of going on. Okay. More and more people are getting their news from Facebook. Right, like a lot, like a ridiculous amount, right? Yeah, I think it was two weeks ago that uh, Facebook is sending more traffic to like news sites than Google is. Wow, in like a matter of months or whatever. Yeah, I, it's I remember huge. when the news feed started popping up, I was like, really? Facebook, I don't waste enough time here. You think I'm going to start reading your little news feed or whatever and then holy shit suddenly i realized that i'm just clicking them manically and i'm upset if there's nothing new in the feed yeah so they clearly once again figured us out and nailed us right to the wall and fucking just just they just, they just know what they can do whatever they want with us at this point but yeah. i guess my question is when you post on facebook is it because you saw an article is it because you've had a thought somewhere and you're standing somewhere in the street and you're, you've had this thought or is it more like someone else posted something and then like what gets you posting? What, what, what's, what's like a... I've tried a bunch of things in the past and I think sometimes I'll, I'll put something that's like, I don't know, educational or political or, you know, that kind of stuff, but it doesn't seem to get any traction. Like nobody likes it or... Right. Nobody interacts with that. So I think what I end up putting up on Facebook these days is more something that's funny. You okay. know, it's just like, oh, this is a funny thing that I saw and post that up or pictures of friends. Right, like there know. was an event. Yeah, but I, I keep it really light. Like right. I don't get too heavy with it. And oftentimes I'll put something up that's negative. Like even today I put something up. I got frustrated using Skype. Right. And I was like, oh, Skype is the worst, you know, like the, the customer experience is the, is the worst thing ever. It's like a, an example of how not to do things. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, that did resonate with a few people, you know, who've had a problems with Skype in the past. Yeah. But overall, like I try to keep it more positive than negative. Right. Sure. Like, like a joke or like I, I got a bunch of junk mail in the... I, I, I walked up onto my front step and ended up taking a picture of it and saying, oh, this is like real life pop-up ads. Right. No, I, I, I remember seeing that post and uh, <laughs> I fucking laughed because it, it was totally what that is, right? Fucking poopy sack. Like, I don't <laughs> They show up on my doorstep like two, three times a week and every time she's like, ah, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> Another I, thing to go into the recycling, you know? I have like a, like a secret war going with the, with the trap, like the coupon bag guys because... Yeah. I bought it like, please don't put any crap in my mailbox thing, but the adhesive on it after a, a rough winter, just like this, this dissolved. Yeah. So I keep having to prop it up and it sort of slides behind my mailbox from time to time. And then like, as soon as a couple of letters disappear, bam, I get like, <laughs> I get, you know, stacked to the brim with like, we'll paint your walls, we'll fix your yard, we'll blah, 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 and then the coupon bags. And then like, I just prop it back up in the last three letters of the little don't, no, no trash, no, no spam, whatever, uh, immediately it stops, right? So it's almost like they have a system. They're like, ah, oh, oh, it's, it's 45 degrees, I'm, I'm, I'm planting, 
Sure. It is a system, yeah. They're not allowed to, to give you the, the the junk mail if you have the sticker. The little thing. And I always forget to get the sticker. Yeah. Like every time I keep you're meaning the... to go and get one. I just I don't I don't do it. I actually did that for a living for like when I was a teenager. Like oh. I was working for Canada Post and had to had to do that. Okay. Like, uh, how delivering the, all the junk. The mail. tables have turned. So how yeah. the tables have turned. I know. I felt bad putting all that junk mail people's. Mailbox, but there's some people who 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 dig that. Right? Oh yeah, like they like the coupon clippers. Yeah, yeah. Guess who's holding up the line at the grocery store, or at some other like like drugstore or whatever is the coupon freaks, right? Yeah. Well, they wouldn't be doing it if it didn't work. Clearly, right? Because it must co- at this stage, it must cost a pretty penny, right? Yeah. I mean, who the hell is printing anything at this point on paper? Well, direct mail apparently works great. Right. Oh, direct mail. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently that's still a thing. Yeah. Well, no, the thing is, the reason I ask you is, you said something really interesting. You said like, I post up stuff that is relevant to me sometimes and it's, uh, it has to do with my like political views or if I see something disgusting or I've had it right. And I don't seem to get a lot of interaction on that. Yeah. And I wonder how, if that dynamic is actually even clear in all of our minds, because a lot of times I'll post up things that nobody likes and I assume that just like nobody gave a damn. Right. But then I'll talk to people and they're like, Oh, I totally saw that post you think you said. And, and I, I thought it was really funny or I thought it was really interesting. And it, it seems like it doesn't likes are not directly related with, um, consumption of, of the content that you share. Right. Like people just either, you know, breeze through whatever that sidebar with all everybody's um, like statuses and the things they post and the pictures, but don't necessarily feel the need to like chime in every single time. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not important. But you're right. It does seem far harder to get people to talk to you about like, uh, oh, the CRTC passed this ruling and now it seems like companies are going to have another sort of shameless way into your life to pummel you with advertising. Right. Right. And then like that, you don't seem to get a lot of response on that. But then if you put up the, you know, Kanye West said this bullshit last week, yeah. Uh, then you'll get, you're going to get something going. It's almost, I don't know if it's cause we're again, I, if we're just under so much pressure with serious news that we just, you know, you're in the paper, you're reading the 24 or the Metro and it's just like bombings and, Deaths and suicides, borderline. I think it's a. I think it's a problem with with the the system, particularly on Facebook, right? So you like you put something like you know Kanye West did something ridiculous or something with the VMAs, and like people will like it because they like it, right? Or it's a funny cartoon or something because they liked it, and that's the thing is this is a it's a like button. Okay. So you put something like, oh, these children died because of this. Like, no one's going to push like on it right. because it sends a mixed message. Like, I, I like the fact that these kids died. <laughs> died. And, and people sometimes accident. still do that, right? Like, what they're saying is, like, I support that you're bringing this up. Right. But it's... It's not a support thing. It's it's a like button. <laughs> right. So no one's going to like it, you know? Yeah. And people... You could gauge it by comments but then people oftentimes don't have anything to say and they're doing like most of us do and just kind of lurking and okay well jason posted this thing i'll, I'll yeah. check it out but i don't have anything necessarily to contribute right yeah but, and i also can't like it so we yeah like another button that just we, says interesting like, interesting yeah <laughs> or like <laughs> interesting hmm. but sad yeah <laughs> hmm the hmm button yeah <laughs> right <laughs> well, like you don't say button yeah whatever yeah no the whole facebook thing is very weird because i again like um that tv show lost uh where after the first season you got the very very strong suspicion that it was never planned as anything more than a one season run uh facebook clearly was never meant to be this elaborate and and this like they, they they've you know, they keep making changes and they keep evolving it, but they clearly, the, the basis of it, it was not meant, it had no idea what it was going to create. Right. It was, it was students like university students being able to message each other in between or within the same university and then between universities. Yeah. And now they've, they've just gotten so huge, like billions of people on there. Right. And advertisers are killing themselves trying to get through the people and, They've managed to get like 
companies to start pages and get like a trillion followers but then like now they have to pay to talk to them and all yeah. these really weird schemes but yeah, i get they don't have that much organic reach at first it was it was really good right but the problem is is that you know there's so many people putting up content what do you serve to who to who yeah right like you need to curate that content you got like what the average person has what like 200 friends you're going to post every bullshit thing that they put up there? Yeah, it's crazy. No. And they're, they're actually, they're measuring now, and it's exactly for this problem, right? Like, the fact that not everybody likes or comments in order to interact. They're, they're measuring how long you take on every post as you're scrolling through your feed, right? right. So if you slow down and you're scrolling just long enough to read something that somebody put up, it'll be that much more likely that you see their post next time oh, or geez. if they're or if you're like if you're messaging me on, on messenger then they know that we're kind of close friends so okay. they put you in a different category so that if you update your status i'm way more likely to see that and if i like comment or slow down while i'm looking through that that's, in my starting, feed, that's measured it yeah I'll, wow. it'll be that much more likely for me to see your stuff as opposed to some dude i went to high school with Mm -hmm. and haven't interacted with since like how often do you see those people right never right right because they, they need to keep you engaged they need to stay relevant they need to serve you with the most relevant content in a very like google type way uh -huh. but they have all these all these data points to measure they, they know how you're interacting with the platform at a very very small level at a ridiculous probably like almost military intelligence level right? yeah yeah they're trying to predict to you, like what content is going to be good mm -hmm. for you and the same thing like Google's doing that too right they're they're trying to they're like it's predictive search right so if you if you type in like a word or two it'll try to complete the sentence and even show you the the results there right which becomes a bit of a problem right because then you have all these you have the Facebooks the Googles and all these other things trying to be like serve you with kind of sticky content that's going to be really interesting to you but as a result you don't get to see everything. You only get to see what they've decided is interesting right. to you, right? So then your your universe online becomes dictated by advertising almost. Yeah, because right? well, clearly that's the bottom line here, right? They're trying to be relevant and know and know you as as well as they can in terms of your preferences in order to profile you, yeah. in order to show you content, in order to be able to show you more ads. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this is that the this is the, I guess the the vacuum cleaner guy that used to sell you the vacuum cleaners or the the, the Encyclopedia Britannica, the door to door guys, <laughs> staking out your house to make sure when you're home, and whenever and and checking out the neighborhood and seeing when the the people are coming home from work and when they're in their yard or whatever, so he could he could knock on doors with a maximum efficiency, right, of response. Yeah, it's almost like a new version of that, right? Sort of, but like. So way more extreme and more extreme extreme yeah yeah and the, impl the implications are that you don't get to really control your experience right like if you take that to like the next level you take that to its ultimate conclusion right then you're only going to be really you'd have to really work to get outside of your bubble right you have you're blinders on based on on behaviors that they've assigned to you right exactly and then the ads that they serve you are around that too right so you know it's, it's really interesting i mean I mean, this is something that, you know, I think we're going to get a chance to talk about a lot more because it's just such a reality. And I mean, this whole pl platform we're even expressing ourselves on is in that social media, internet, um, you know, under those circumstances. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I've often thought about what, like, I've been thinking about lately, like, what it is that, what is the impulse that makes me want to take an idea further than just either blurting it out to my girlfriend or to, to a friend? Uh, or just chuckling by myself in the in the bus stop while I'm thinking about it. And what is it that pushes it to that, like, ah, this needs to be communicated, you know? Hmm. Um, and like you, I think a lot of the stuff that I post up and are, like, things that make you go, hmm, type, you know, things. Right. I'll see a cool, like the, like the quote I saw today, the, what I was, I was actually reading through uh, quotes by uh, horror authors, you know, it's a long story why, but the thing is, I, I was reading, I like to read quotes, but not just like famous quotes, but like longer quotes. And then I came across that quote by Chuck Palahniuk, 
the guy that wrote uh, uh, Fight Club. I'm gonna say I was gonna say Face Club, <laughs> <laughs> the popular movie book known as Face Club. Yeah, Fight Club and Choke and etc. So and he said something to the effect of um, <clears throat> most of canned laughter, most of the laughter that you hear in sitcoms uh, was were crowds recorded in the 50s that are being recycled. Like the laugh tracks. The laugh tracks, exactly. Mm. And that those people are essentially all dead, and and like that's exactly the kind of upsetting brilliant thing that Chuck Palahniuk is known for where you're like you chuckle and then you're like that is the creepiest thing I've ever thought of <laughs> and it had an immediate effect on me it had that like laugh and then whoa and I'm like I feel like I need to share this with people because I feel like other people would get a kick off of this and sometimes I'm bang on like I get a mad response everyone's like yeah totally right right and then someone else might even chime in and have something interesting to say about it and other times I'll post something that I think is absolutely gut splitting hilarious. And then there'll be like one other person that gives me like a pity, like, <laughs> you know, and it's me and it's you yeah. or it's, 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 uh, it's your brother or, yeah. you know, someone I know. Um, so it's just very interesting because at once it's almost like we're all broadcasting. We all feel this compulsion now to broadcast because we have the apps on our phones, etc. But then there's all the weird little uh, curiosities about each one, right? So like you got Facebook and then you got Twitter, which I'm still not clear. I think a lot of people feel this way, celebrities and regular people, not exactly sure what the deal is there, right? It's just an opportunity for celebrities to get in trouble that's certainly saying the wrong thing. That's certainly the its best feature in my mind, <laughs> the, the amount of shit that... that celebrities get through like just that whole thing just to give like pr people and publicists like work yeah you know in order to clean up the messes that, <laughs> that their clients make <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's like you'll get someone like uh like a Lindsay lohan or whatever someone who's been essentially out of the real world for a really long time yeah and then twitter comes along and then they they, are, they see this opportunity to feel like human beings again and to like connect directly to the fans and directly to the people and just be one of the people. Uh -huh. And then the second it's not a beach bikini picture or some like sexy picture or whatever cleavage shot, they say something and whoops, suddenly it all comes tumbling down. Well, not everyone's a, like a master of language in the first part. And also not to say that I am either, but, uh, also, Twitter has that 140 character limitation, right? Right. So, there's just so much opportunity for stuff to get mangled, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, what was that Kelly Osbourne thing with them uh, reacting to Donald Trump? Oh, on the on the View. I think she got in some like major hot water because uh, you know yeah. Trump was saying like he wanted to cut off the borders, and then she was trying to like her heart was in the right place, and she was saying something. To the effect that, well, you know, what would happen if... Who's going to clean your toilets? That's what she said. Yeah. Who's going to clean she your said, toilets? She said, well, yeah, well, who's going to clean your toilets? And then, like, everyone just, right. like, oh, my God, I oh, can't believe no. you just said that. Like, not everybody from Mexico cleans toilets, you know? I but know, isn't it like, interesting that now a statement like that needs to have, like, almost presidential, uh, like, uh, senatorial, presidential, political... Uh, uh, Ed editing and like proofread over it. Yeah, the PC police. So they'll, they'll get you. This is you just talking. And that's an example of them turning on one of their own, right? So the moment that it's like, there's just a bunch of sharks circling, you know. And, just and, and as soon as one of them <laughs> like gets it, it's like a, you know, the chickens. Like when they keep chickens in these large coops. Yeah. They keep them with red lights. Uh huh. Because it's because. Apparently the the behavior is that if one of them has like a speck of red on them Then they all kind of attack each other is what I heard really that was what I, I'm not sure I'm okay, not sure well, that's I, actually I true. You. <laughs> I believe that you read this. <laughs> I did read this at some point okay. whether it's true or not. I don't know But, but that's the that's but, like a metaphor for yeah a bit of the same thing right because Kelly Osborne I guess was trying to be to send this message on behalf of the PC like she's on the She's side saying, of good, right? right? Like, and Trump, you're saying a bunch of racist shit, and Bomb. I'm I'm, I'm going to give the counterpoint, but, like, she stuck her foot in her mouth, right? Yeah. And chewed and swallowed. And, and swallowed. <laughs> it's, it's like, I guess maybe because it's brought together important people 
and I say important as in like not necessarily that I find them important, but like that they are acknowledged as uh, mo role models or or voices of their generation or anchors or whatever. It's brought together the news media, the celebrity media, and just regular the unwashed masses. I think that it's downgraded. It's made the like celebrity people, celebrities vulnerable to everything now, and also it's given maybe a delusional quality to it's massively induced uh, uh, delusions in regular people hmm. because now their comment appears on the same inside of the same app the same forum as a comment so now they think that they're in the ring and they they have a agency and they have that it means something hmm. and not necessarily that it doesn't but suddenly it's you could just like read an article and then go back to social media and talk about it but now you can like directly on every single article start blabbing and saying whatever it is you want and then now like everyone thinks that their opinion is really you know this goes back to the dogs assholes everyone's got one type yeah. of thing. it's like it's exacerbated this idea that now everybody's got the mic you don't have to wait at the town hall meeting yeah. and like elbow your way to the mic and get your tense oh, i'm sorry we're out of time like no now there's no out of time you can perpetually have your little voice heard and of course who's going to start immediately victimizing that arena uh, crazy people right yeah nutcases nut people who have the time and the inclination and who are either for lack of personal agency or because they're quacks or because they're full of anger resentment for for whatever reason they are the go-to they are the army this the armies at war in those arenas those, those are the people you get sandwiched between when you try to you know you see a, you see a situation and you're like i thought the show was really nice oh of course you would because clearly this is about the you know the condition of man and women and sexism and misogyny and misandry and blah and immediately just like explodes right so it almost like drives away very quickly moderates and people who actually want to have a conversation or they get completely destroyed within minutes by these ravenous piranhas you know these like like-minded people all kind of following each other too so they're, they're they'll they'll cheer you on right because right. they're of, of similar mind i guess but yeah it's an interesting phenomenon in our in the development of of like a global culture or mm -hmm. attempt, you know, it's like, and we're still, we're it's still sort of developing, right? We're not sure where it's going yet. Yeah. I think it's still very rudimentary, you know, but th there's a lot of people who spend a, a, like a lot of effort on Twitter, just trying to get different hashtags to, to trend. Right. And that's their version of activism and stuff. Or I remember that, uh, was it last year? That Sui Parks girl. Like this, uh, remind me. She was like this 22-year-old uh, Twitter activist, and I mean, I'm really happy that Twitter wasn't around when I was 22 years old. And like, Jesus Christ, you know, she just killed whatever career that she had just by saying the wrong thing and just not being ready, right? Like, you're still a, we were saying that earlier, right? Like, you're still kind of a child at you know 21, 22. Definitely more now know? than ever. And you give them a microphone and somebody gets a hold of that and just... They're just know, talking out of their little hearts. You're done. You're done, man. And then right. she, she had like a, a disastrous uh, interview on Huffington Post where she told the interviewer, well, like, you're a white male, so you don't have, you don't get to have an opinion on race issues. Oh, yeah. So she's the one who, who uh, misunderstood the, the Colbert thing, right? She started the hashtag cancel Colbert. Well, she actually thought that Colbert was for real. Yeah, she like she didn't get the the second level sort of. Well, I mean, he he made a joke. He made a joke about the Redskins, right? Which is an incredibly insensitive, you know, like a racially insensitive name for a team. And they started a foundation for Native right. Americans, mm -hmm. and they called it the Washington Redskins, something, something. <laughs> and then Colbert was like, "Yeah, I started a." a foundation for Asian Americans too. It's called like the 
ching chong bing bong uh, <laughs> <laughs> like asian or whatever you know the, whatever was actually yeah yeah yeah. i recall this yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, i'm butchering it but it was really funny but that's always and, been his style right like to to push it to the next level and yeah. act as though he right and then and then the comedy network tweeted that out out of, out of context and she didn't see the show but she read the tweet and then reacted with this cancel Colbert okay and then just made a complete fool of herself and apparently just now she's starting to kind of come back okay from that after and a harsh harsh lesson in uh, social media oh yeah I think she was getting harassed like people were like following her around uh, like physically yeah she had to move I think she got doxxed and like Jesus. all kinds of stuff ended Wait, up happening she got what doxed yeah doxed I don't, I don't know what that is so there's this like anonymity aspect to the to the web right right twitter is a bit different because most people are themselves facebook's mm -hmm. a little bit different because they are themselves but if you go out onto forums then uh, you know oftentimes they're anonymous right like you have some kind of username some handle on reddit that has nothing to do with your actual name so nobody which is one of the problems of the internet right like that's why you have so many trolls saying a bunch of like hateful horrible things because it's that's their outlet they can just go and be toxic people online without any real retribution no to them as a, as a person so if somebody goes out and does something horrible that usually has to be really really bad then people who actually know how to use the internet and find your ip and figure out who you are that's what's doxing so if i if i oh, find you and okay. i know your address and i know your email and i know your phone number and i know your credit card number and i know your social insurance number, you know, or social security number, okay. then that's what's, what's considered doxing. So that's, that's, that's a retribution that a lot of like okay. so-called hackers will do with, with people online. It's true. They, they expose you to, to real danger and to real, real danger. Har harassment. And yeah. And in some cases that ends up being, you know, calling your boss to tell them that you did some racist, sexist stuff online oh, wow. and getting people fired. And, but we know there's like a lot of fanatical people online too, right? So yeah, crazy. they could end up showing up at your door too. So that, that's like a, that's a real danger. And I think oh, that's no. what ended up happening to her. And people were kind of, I think she was just always looking over her, her shoulder. Jesus. She's not the only example of this, right? There's a ton of people who've had oh, I think, these yeah, kinds the, of things happen to them, like it, real world consequences for online behavior. The, the, the I, I seem to the the Gamergate stuff. I don't know if you you followed that a little bit. A little bit, not that much. Like I followed from a bit of a distance, but uh, basically a, a gender roles and gender representation <clears throat> conversation exploded because of how women are portrayed in video games, and then that gave rise to a whole. As gaming is more and more sort of trying to cross over and be. Um, representative of women and acknowledging the female gamers and things like that there's now personalities rising in that you know the equivalent of like geek squad geek heroes like uh will wheaton's but in the female on the female side and then suddenly like this mad disgusting uh like back and forth started where all of these weird you know living your mom's basement uh creep Uh, man children started like raging with an absolute fucking like maniacal tone like this is our thing like, this is our thing like, like it's a boys club women needs to shut yeah and chicks need to shut up and whatever but like we're talking like you know and i don't want to say video game guys are i mean i play video games you play video games and i know we both know people that are heavily into them but now we're talking about like your, your columbine Uh, likely to go either shoot up a place or do something really insane. Like com people have completely divorced themselves or never, in fact, joined us, the rest of us in society. Just emotionally unstable. Yeah, they went from their their malaise of of like childhood and and uh, puberty right into the cavern with their video games and their violence and their sexualized and their you know and their junk food. And they're just like entrenched in there. And then the second that they heard women starting to talk about like, hey, you know, maybe we need to tone down the tits, you know, the bubble tits and, uh, and the huge asses and ridiculous backwards representation of women in video games. Like the female armor that's just like 
doesn't cover anything. Yeah, <laughs> chainmail g-string. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like the second that that happened, um, uh, all of a sudden, um, um, your fish just your, your your aquarium just made that sound. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hi aquarium. Yeah, <laughs> automatic feeder. Um, Sorry. well, it's good. You feed them. That's good. So yeah, so that whole thing exploded and i think i didn't i wasn't aware of the word doxing but i realize now that that's exactly what was going on there were like i think there's even videos that surfaced of some fucking guy some maniac filming himself while he was like i'm going over there to shoot or to hurt one of these women that's speaking out against that right like he Ooh. and he crashes his car while he's and you can hear him like and i'm had enough and i'm just gonna shoot like you can hear in his voice that he's completely mad like and i'm gonna and cause, God damn it, I'm like it you hear like a south park character yeah by himself in his car talking into whatever recording device and he's like and he's just like by himself clearly mentally ill like like severely mentally ill and then he the hilarious side of this is he crashes his car, not like, you know, he get, doesn't get injured, but he like wrecks his car on the way there. And then he has a whole like meltdown. This is all on YouTube, by the way. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to, you know, give you the link or even put it up because I don't, mm. this, this doesn't deserve any attention. But yeah, okay. So doxing. So what you have now is real life consequences for saying something that before people just used to ignore you, right? Yeah, I think that's kind of the evolution, right? It, eventually, it's not going to be anonymous like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Like, you're you're not going to have a username. Like, I didn't want to choose a username. It's my username. Yeah. You know? Well, Facebook is trying to force that now, right? They are, yeah. And it's that's like, one of the things about Facebook is it's... Like, it, when it was, like, MySpace before yeah facebook right though you didn't use your real name but no. people on facebook use their real name they put their real age i mean they they're trying to get you to put your phone number in and all the time you know, right all the time like i keep, keep skipping in. it i keep skipping it but they keep like you want to back up your account you want to be you know for full security please enter your your mobile number I'm like no fuck you yeah they you, want to be your like one-stop shop they, like, they want to be like your identity online right and that's been tried a bunch of times before right facebook does a pretty good job of it yeah right because that's what you used to in order to interact with your real life friends so as opposed to let's say uh even like a twitter like you're not really interacting with real life friends right, right? Just messages being thrown at each other yeah but a lot of people do use their real names but they have like a handle mm -hmm. and then there's other stuff like if you go onto reddit or imager or you know any of these other forums Tumblr like for the for the most part, you're not putting your actual identity in there, but you got to think that eventually the internet's going to get to a point where there will not, they won't continue with this anonymity thing, right? Right. Or I mean, or, or it's just going to become like the real world where everyone uses their real name, but there's so many people that it just becomes anonymous again, right? Right. Because of the sheer number of people online. Until you get some attention, and then people will go through your all your old stuff. Oh right, exactly. And they've Who's got that it, guy uh, who took over the Daily Show. Uh, I want to say his name is Trevor something. He's a South, South American, South South African, uh, African comic. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he got into a bunch of trouble, right? Really? Because nobody really paid that much attention to him before. But then, as soon as he got this big job, everybody started going through all of his old Twitter stuff. Okay. And there were some off color jokes. I think there was some sexist uh -huh. stuff and mm -hmm. some anti-Semitic stuff in there. And of course, as a comic, you're going to have like hit and miss material yeah. within once again, that 140 character limit, right? And you're trying to be funny. So his life is being picked apart now because of, uh, yeah, yeah. You got, you got in trouble. You got, got in trouble. And, I think, I think that's going to happen more and more, right? Like as, I mean, isn't like, that the isn't that the absolute essence of ridiculousness, where it's it's bad enough that we are actually uh, measuring and paying attention and, and and holding people accountable for every word, just people on the street. Yeah, and then now we've moved on to comics. We actually want to hold comics accountable for their jokes yeah. and use that as means to like, and I know I've been listening to a lot, possibly too much Bill Burr uh, lately, but uh, the guy is just phenomenal. Um, 
<clears throat> and while he jokes about it and it's all kind of part of his act, like that's one of his big gripes that I really, really connected with. Like his, this idea of like, what's going on here? Like these guys are losing their jobs for jokes, you know? And then if like, yeah. yeah, there is such a thing as going too far when you're making a joke, but then like that should come with a discipline and like a, uh, some sort of system of punishment, right? But to mm -hmm. remove the guy's livelihood immediately because... Because in the context of coming up with ridiculous shit to say every day on his radio show, he, he uh, they riffed on something and he went crazy. And now, like, take away the guy's li livelihood, like ten years later, you know, like it could it could have been years and years and years and years ago in a completely different context. But that's there. It's part of your, you know, everyone's got their brand now, right? Right. So, yeah, they don't care you that you, that you were like trying to make it and you were like a dirty little. Uh, comedy club like guy like hustling to get his like five minutes on on the stage are those you know the kids that have had the internet since they could talk yeah <laughs> like you're going to be judged for something that you put up when you were 12 14 no. years old on to no. no this is what exactly what bilber said like at the end of all of his like rants about it which are i recommend to anybody out there the monday morning uh, podcast and all his other stuff um not for the faint of heart, but I recommend it. He said something very, very astute, and that was that um, it's like if all of us were plugged in and monitored this way and, and, and held, held to this sort of standard, just based on the crazy shit that goes through an average person's mind in a day, uh -huh. right, we would all be out of the job tomorrow morning, right? Yeah, it takes a certain amount of, uh, like you need to be fake to a degree, right? for a lot of these jobs. Like you're gonna be a, a politician. Yeah. Like you have to hide the fact that you're a human being. Completely. Right? Like you're not allowed to be, you need to be sort of above everything. And we get upset if they slip. Right. We're like, oh no, 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 that's not, that won't do. When he, uh, I remember Jean Chrétien, right? Remember the prime minister? Uh, when he did some sort of speech and then he was walking through the crowd and some activists like got right in his face. Like violently, yeah, and he just like grabbed him by the throat and kind of tossed him like the Shewinigan handshake. The Shewinigan handshake is that what they call it? Called? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like, social media was not that on around at that time yet, but now this would be like a, a new cycle. At the time, they were applauding him for being like, you know, yeah, a like human not, being, like not hiding behind his bodyguards or whatever, right. And now he poses with like Trudeau, like mockingly grabbing his right. throat and giving him the shooting and NJ. Yeah, but that would never fly in today's political. Yeah, like climate, we're giving right? we're giving everybody this treatment now, like everybody. Yeah, you know, some guy just goes, and I mean, of course, there's the whole fact that internet now has allowed, and I'm feeling the irony here, a bunch of regular people to uh, to sort <laughs> of uh, create their own broadcast and their own, own venue and brand. Yeah, and so like just because this guy has been podcasting or has been youtubing for five years now he his agency and his word is something and now it's it's subject to like the masses and i mean well, I, guess, I mean we're I we're just just by podcasting just by putting this recording out there we're we're preventing ourselves from like we're closing doors for ourselves right right just based on stuff that we're saying right now Okay, right? I see what you mean. Right? So we could never be like the spokesperson for some whatever sanitary napkin. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Just because we use the word fuck on a podcast right. or we, you know, we curse too much or unless we... somebody like goes, "Oh, well, we love that. Can we can you just keep can you double the number of fucks yeah, exactly. on each show and then we'll send you some energy drinks." Or you voice an opinion that's not in line with you right. Know, you're not towing the company line. Like, right? What is it about Mexicans? Like something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's another show, guys. It's another show. No. No. Um, but yeah, you're going to keep people accountable for everything that ever came out of their mouth? It's, it's, it's madness. Yeah. It's, it's absolute it's madness. And I, I just don't understand. Like, I understand why it's happening. At the same time, I see that there's a good side to it, you know, because now. Uh, the masters, the, the the people who depend the most on that phony persona, when they don't have their game shit together, like now the people are right on their case. And then it's allowed us to, and I say us as a people, to bring down people who actually deserve to get like kicked in the face, right? True. Like uh, lately, the uh, what's his name? Uh, that guy that calls himself the fat Jew. 
I don't know if you heard about this guy. Yeah, I think I heard about him through you. Yeah, he's yeah. like a joke stealer. Yeah. Right? But he, he calls himself uh, an aggregator. Right. Right? And basically, he, he had this whole bullshit story to explain why he was literally just screen capturing other people's work, other comedians, and then like cropping the pictures, keeping just the comment, and then uh, blaming the limits of Instagram and et cetera for not properly... You know, or, oh, it's one of my interns and blah, blah, blah. So that whole stuff is getting really interesting, but... It's just lack of accountability thing, right? So too much accountability, but then lack of. Right. Because you can, you can get a bunch of attention. It's, you know... Right. If, if you want to do that kind of thing and just steal other people's stuff. Yeah. I know, it's, just, it's, it's, it's weird. We're in this state of evolution, right? I, I guess, because, I mean... We went from like not mattering, like the average person, like in our grandfather's time, hmm. people just died. <laughs> right, but I mean, like the no Batu guy, he's not actually trying to do anything other than just get his five minutes. Yeah. Right? But, well, he's getting like TV development deals and now and stuff like that. Yeah. And he, he keeps claiming that he's got other things that, he's that he does, but the reason he's on the map is because of other comics bending together and calling him out on his bullshit. But so they say like, like there's no such thing as bad publicity. Clear. This is the ultimate like, example. Like we would never have heard of this guy, otherwise. Like never, was, you know? never. And he 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 very possibly planned this. He very possibly knew, like engineered this as a brilliant, which maybe means that he is brilliant and he is um, worthy of some attention. But uh, he, yeah, he's essentially known for for or not being anything like so th this is another question too that comes up originality what does that mean hmm. right everyone's repurposing everything else and slogans are and, and you know you've got websites like you think we didn't you think we wouldn't notice i don't know if you know that one no that's a it's been around for a while actually and that site is um uh you think we wouldn't notice i think it's called okay and its only purpose is to expose people who steal images or ideas like artistic projects off of places like DeviantArt and other like forums for art hmm. and pass it off as their own. Huh. And it's like a blog essentially, right? And then you'll get like entry after entry of like, okay, here's the guy that put this up on Etsy. And then here's this Czech t-shirt company online that just like, just no, no questions asked, no shame, just ripped off the thing. The design of the dog and added like stars in its eyes and sometimes the alterations are really hilarious you can almost see the person working at it and then what they'll do too is they'll do a follow-up where they'll talk about what happened when they when they tried to cease and desist the company that's stealing it hmm. most of them do the whole like oh we weren't aware it was this one graphic designer we immediately fired her or him right they do one of those right or uh, they try to they try to like dodge it, and then there's legal action, and like so, so it makes for really interesting reading. Uh, but this is just visual, like logos and things like that. But this is happening now across the board. Yeah, well, you shouldn't be able to steal other people's work. I mean, that's for sure. I, mean, I think there should be more accountability for that, but maybe less accountability for some of these, like who you are as a person or what you've said in the past or mistakes that you've made. I mean, we've all done that. We've all said stupid shit, you know, oh, yeah. it's just that now some, I make a habit of it. <laughs> <laughs> now there's just like you put everybody at a microphone and it, but anything that you said just exists forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I started this whole podcast podcast by, by saying that I did something a little bit manipulative. Hmm. Um, so I, I stopped for a moment and I was, so I was, I was taking the subway. I walked down, I was in the downtown area where the advertisement usually is the most prominent, right? Because the, that's the most the foot traffic there is the most intense. And as you probably are aware, and many other people who, have, who, who live in the city, um, Calvin Klein has been on this like tear, uh, um, with uh, Rafael Nadal, the tennis player, where they kind of got him as he's like the Beckham of of the week now. Like he's their go-to. They got they they struck some multi-million dollar deal with him, and then now everywhere you look, literally like they just don't put just one big ad. They're like every billboard is rented out from one end of the station to the other, 
and it's the same five images of Rafael Nadal, like in, you know, the Calvin Klein's, the classic white Calvin Klein's doing one of those like sexy poses with like holding his hair up, you know, oh, I'm just hanging out, you know, <laughs> or like a towel around his neck or whatever. Right. Um, and at, as is, I mean, this is clearly not the first time I've seen this. I mean, Marky Mark or Mark Wahlberg or whatever uh-huh. was like the one of the famous ones. But this is clearly nothing new. We've seen these guys before. Bieber, I think, did something. Oh, yeah, like they that. did it with Bieber as well. But, yeah. but it was hilarious and it worked for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, but it just struck me because I was in the mindset of all of this talk now about like the gender representation and how there's like this new wave of. I don't, I, and here I know I'm going to get in trouble. So right now, like, get your trigger warnings ready, get your <laughs> comment section ready, because I know I'm going to get in trouble. But we're going through some X phase or new new phase of feminism, and it's like online, and you know, you you see, you hear about the femin group like popping in on uh, Islamic rallies now and popping their tits out in front of a bunch of guys in pajamas, and like they're freaking out and. And there's like this heavy, heavy conversation now going on about male and females. And guys are, you know, men, as I should say, are kind of taking a beating a little bit. In many cases, rightfully so. Uh, You know, I mean, I guess, you know, you couldn't maintain a patriarchy this long and never expect to have to pay the butcher's bill one day for Hmm. the very realistic and acknowledged, you know, oppression of women. And, uh, you know pay equality, et cetera, et cetera. And, and of course, the big conversation that was in my mind at the time was the objectification of women uh, and them being used as sex objects and being constantly portrayed as, as uh, objects and as things to look at, et cetera, to sell products. And then I see this Rafael Nadal-like spread, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, in the Metro. And I'm just like, you know, I'm like, I'm just going to snap a picture of this. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm going to put this up on Facebook for some reason. I don't know why. And then like a couple of hours later, um, I did put it up knowing full well that I wasn't, I didn't feel really strong about it, but I just wanted to make a complex statement that on the surface, and then this is where it gets really manipulative on the surface would immediately set off the wrong kind of people. And then only anyone that actually read it and took a second to think about what I said would have a measured or like a like a proper uh, grasp on what I what I did. So it was like a very concocted, and I and, and I and I apologize to all of my friends who 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 may have gotten caught in this net because I certainly didn't mean to embarrass them or humiliate them because I think that maybe if I had done someone else had done it, I might have gotten caught in the storm myself but basically what i did is i did this i put up the picture and i posted i said it's good to be a man never exploited for commerce never made to feel inadequate or like a sex object amazing a little tongue-in-cheek there yeah like clearly very (laughs) clearly very very uh sarcastic but notice the wording here so what i said it's good to be a man never exploited for commerce never made to feel inadequate or like a sex object amazing Now, what was going through my mind specifically, what I was communicating is not that men have it worse than women, not that, you know, poor guys, not that, uh, uh, you know, I I wasn't making any sort of statement like that. I was just sort of saying that in my mind, it's like, when are we going to realize that this war on our image and body and self is, yes, much more leveled at women than men? And still is and still will be forever. But it is a war on us. It's a class. It's a class war, right? Mm-hmm. It's a tactic to destroy us or keep us consistently weak and questioning what our worth. So that, you know, in a very obvious way, we will continue consuming products that uh, we, we believe or we are said, there are said they're going to you know, solve those problems, right? Like you're just a right pair of tidy whities away from 
from looking, you know, the getting that ass looking just right, you know. Yeah. Uh, you're just that 20 minute workout away. You're just this diet away. You're just that hair product away, that etc. This is the game that they've been, and I say they, I mean corporations and marketers have been waging forever. Yeah. And, and I know for firsthand, because we both worked in this arena, that it's not that sexist and it's not that racist. They would rather have everybody be a customer. They, in fact, have no use for discrimination because it limits the customer base. So I just made this very simple statement and not in a Kanye West or in a celebrity fashion because I'm just a regular guy, but I was absolutely uh, stunned by the explosion that ha occurred within the matter of hours on my Facebook page. Well, you're never going to be a, an underwear model. I, I'll never. Because of this. They're oh. going to come through your old Facebook posts and, and because of this, like you're... Oh, damn it. So, no and matter, I have no a, matter, no matter a, how tight your abs get, I have, and, and, and my only, the only great thing about my body is my, my ass. So that this is a huge disappointment. It's true. People do comment about your ghetto booty. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> okay, that just got real. <laughs> but I guess what I was gonna say, um, you just got in trouble with ghetto booty there because yeah. that, that was kind of racist. You that's triggered. True. That's a bit of a trigger warning. Yeah. So Sorry. I don't know how Sorry. that's going to go over. But Sorry, got it. <clears throat> yeah, you should be. So uh, <laughs> I'm but, just repeating what other people have said. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. It's, no, no. Don't worry. There'll be an apo apology. Right. You'll have to issue an apology. I will issue an apology. Uh, the good news is no one can fire us because we have no sponsors at exactly. this stage. Right. <laughs> but so yeah, what really, really fascinated me is I mean, obviously most of the responses came from people that know me. In fact, ninety percent of them came from friends. And I didn't even get like a benefit of the doubt moment. I didn't even get anyone going like, well, you know, Jason, I've known you for years. Um, I don't think I'm understanding your message. Are you, are you suggesting that men have it as bad as women? Because in that case, that's a really irresponsible comment. And blah, blah, blah. No. Which is something you would, you would get that benefit of the doubt if you were having that conversation with somebody face to face. Right? Immediately. Be like, what do you mean by that? Rather than, oh, let me, let me chime in with my comments right well okay so i will obviously not name names and and like you know if i will just give me <laughs> no <laughs> but and and i specifically <laughs> won't name names because the person who said this um uh is is a good friend of mine uh and i wish wish him to remain so and specifically because i don't hold this as, as valuable as the internet wants it to be yeah uh i'm not going to like unfriend him or whatever or start looking at him weird but it was very interesting because he right away answered like in a super aggressive counter way so he goes yeah we have it so much worse than women do with unequal pay street harassment and a new constant threat of sexual assault or abuse men are definitely silent victims of society preach brother right now this is a man yeah right this is a man saying this to another man so first he's saying that I have no valid point, that I have absolutely no cause to be upset or commenting on the fact that I feel like men are objectified as well and used to sell, you know, bodies are bodies. Because women have it worse. Right. That but his whole... You can't discuss the anything about males. I can't. No, no, there's just, that's not up for... But he's coming straight at me with like this with this like really flippant attitude. This is a good friend of mine, like who I've worked with and I love him and he, I know he loves me back, right? And I think it's sort of, I wanna say that I wanna give him the benefit of the doubt in this case and think that there's some sort of weird Facebook comment crazy that kicks in when you're online because of the fact that you're not actually face to face and you immediately go into this mode of reaction and that's what led to him openly attacking me and essentially telling me that I'm an idiot and I'm a sexist, hmm. and that I'm and I'm and I'm trying to hide behind this and the other thing and like and I and I don't care about women, and I don't acknowledge that they are harassed and they're under sexual uh, assault threats. Uh, so like I just thought this was really shocking, and immediately, a couple of women that I know and I've known for many years. We're like right there liking it and backing it up and be like, like, like I could hear the, the roar and the hissing coming through their posts. Right. And so 
I decide, unfortunately, to be a bit of a dick. And instead of just going like, guys, 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 I just wanted to sort of put this out there. I'm like, okay, well, he's going to come at me with like this kind of edgy in your face comment. So I'm going to clear, I'm just going to, I'm literally going to challenge him on it. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what does this have to do with gender equality? I never mentioned women. I never made any comparisons. All I said was, is that men are not immune to this kind of portrayal, right? And then he comes back with like, well, nothing apparently. So he's being sarcastic or he's like, you don't, you just don't get it, Jason. Like you don't get what you're saying, right? Never mind the hilarity of having a guy trying to school another guy about women's, the women's condition. Uh -huh. Like how ridiculous is that? Like they call it like white knighting. Yeah. Right. Like it just, it smacks of like, I'm just going to say this super pro female defense thing and fly like before any woman can talk, I'm just going to come in there and I'm going to be the big bad defender of women. Who are and not even being attacked. Who are not being attacked, by the way. But at the same time, I'm also clearly establishing that this guy right here is beyond reproach. Yeah. And he can never harass or be sexist ever because... It's like male... It's male guilt. Yeah. It's male guilt. It's just like the white guilt, right? Like, I just... You, I'm just going to make really clear that I'm not on that team. I'm on yeah. this, this other team. And I'm okay, so I may have... How dare you talk about black people and what they go through... You know, don't you know the numbers and the statistics? You're like, dude, you're a white guy from like this neighborhood that has like no even proximity to the, the, the get around. <laughs> Just trying to make sure everyone knows that I'm not a racist. Yeah, this is the uh, this is like the the town hall meetings in these uh, towns where they wanna they found oil or natural gas, and then like the native population of the area will gather and then like they're screaming into the mic like you can't do this. Uh, you're polluting our water, you're, you're killing our children, our fish, our way of life, whatever. And you just like gaze through the room and there's this like, you know, there's this blonde woman from the city wearing like a Native American scarf that she bought at a souvenir shop. And suddenly she's crying and yelling louder than anyone that's actually affected by this because she's fully like taken on the cause of the Native peoples that are affected, right? But she has like an absolutely no idea what the fuck she's talking about. Right? right, but she just wants everybody to so accept her and know that she could never, and she's one of the good ones, you know. And I'm sorry, my friend, if you hear this and you you think that I'm 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 calling you you know uh, a shithead. I'm not. Uh, I'm just saying you had a shithead way of responding to what I said, and you kind of you kind of threw me under the bus there, and I thought that was weird. Yeah, I think he was trying to to attack the idea. And there's this thing now where everybody has this, like I was saying before, like this personal brand, right? So right. like he's almost trying to brand himself. He's, he's trying to put himself into a category. He's trying to craft some kind of message. A narrative. A narrative, right? Like some kind of identity. We're all like searching for this identity and like what we like, what we comment on, what we, what we say, what we post all kind of comes towards this this uh oh it's got this, a fit. This it's good it's got to fit with your narrative so we're all we're all like our own publicists we're all our own pr people so right. it's almost like he's doing like some kind of proactive pr for himself and 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 i don't think he was trying to attack you or put you under the bus mm -hmm. but i think he was just trying to brand himself himself yeah right as you know a champion for the cause right and right? he may in fact feel this way but like you're right. This makes more sense because if this had been about me, he would have said something to the effect of like, hey, dude, like, you know, I'm not sure what you're saying, you know, and I, I and I feel like maybe you're comparing men and women. And I think that's not a that's not a legitimate claim or whatever. That he, would be a legitimate. That would be like a direct, like legitimate conversation between two human beings. Right. That's not what this is. This is a PR message brought to you by whoever this, he is this, yeah this guy but i you know i submit to you and again in his defense i want to say that i think that maybe social media does this to people a it does bit. it absolutely does right it needs everything you now need you say needs to subconsciously fit if ever anyone plays back all of your communications for sure and for those of that know how to play the game for those who are who know who are aware right mm -hmm. we're not talking about like your aunt or your mom or whoever who's like who, who posts embarrassing stuff online without realizing it and will never get it. 
mm. uh, and good for them, right? That they'll never be part of the the monkey dance. More power to them. But um, yeah, so I mean, I got everything from uh, like, and then another friend of mine came on who get, who kind of gave me the same treatment, but this time he's a, he's a scholar, and again, a guy I respect very much. He's an educated scholar, uh, like science type background guy. And he's also like, he does reviews and he's a journalist and whatever. So he's a really smart dude. And he kind of came at me with the, like the links and the, like, I think you'll find it in the sociopolitical context. And like, he gave me this really educated academic sort of takedown of why, um, I'm wrong. Right. And how like women, and again, like Ronda and he Rousey, supplied, like a bibliography. Pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. He wrote me an essay, <laughs> and God bless him. Like he's 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 a, he's a smart guy, and a lot of his comments made a lot of sense. And all I found to do is to I sort of get back to him, and I said, "Listen, uh, I I agree with everything, all the comparatives. Like that's a very strong essay you've written, but I think that you're not don't understand the point that I'm making. So I just, it's not that I felt that men, and I wrote this later on. It's not that I felt that as men." We have it worse because of this advertisement, because of this ad. I was commenting on the fact that this is a typical case of exploitation of the body and idealization and sexualization of the male form, and that it happens to men as well, and it, it, it also sucks. Uh, to immediately start pointing out how women have it worse, etc., is, is obviously relevant and interesting, but ultimately it's besides the point that this particular communication was making. I know Rafael Nadal is not... Because his point was that uh, unlike a lot of the girls that are being exploited in things like that, Nadal was very much aware of what he was doing. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I know that. I know Rafael Nadal is not being exploited at all. The, the guy does scuzzy online casino ads. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're really oh. like the guy will just he will take a paycheck from anyone for some reason. OK, because he's a multi-million dollar champion of champions. But he has shows up in the worst casino.com type ads, okay. right? Like, yeah. look it up if you don't believe me. The issue I have with this is this tennis player is basically being showcased, not for his talent, not for his achievement in sports, but essentially as a piece of meat with a bag of marbles uh, to pimp overpriced underwear. You think that people everywhere uh, would be unanimously opposed to this type of advertisement instead of brushing it off and running for cover behind some women have it worse argument. So I'm gonna just wrap this up here into this one idea that I wanted to communicate. Yes, I was being manipulative, but also I wanted to see what would happen if I actually talked about something that I care about. Hmm. Um, and I, I wanted to engage other friends online. And it was super interesting to see how quickly people were ready to go for the jugular right away. These are people that I know physically. One, two. You know them physically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. You got me. Yes, I know them physically. No, uh, but th these are people that, again, would never, you know, maybe maybe that's what it is, what you said. It's like the when face to face, they, they're not being recorded. It's not like a live public conversation. Yeah, they're not taking the mic. You're not taking the mic. And the other thing that I thought was interesting is how, um, and this is something we could get to maybe in another time, is how. If, if I pointed out uh, uh, something where a man was being treated, mistreated, or, or that the male, like, like the sex or gender was being like objectified or whatever, then the same people who would normally be like, if this had been a woman uh, situation, a girl or someone looked underage, would have immediately flown to her defense. But as a guy, they immediately jumped to this weird kind of like, oh, boohoo. Oh, yeah. boo-hoo, you're a guy and you're being exploited. Oh, oh. And I think that's so weird and yeah. so twisted. I mean, it, it should be... Shouldn't I, you be as pissed? Well, it should be like unifying, right? Like, oh, we're all getting screwed. Let's... let's. Here's another example. Let's look at the way, regardless of what genitalia you have, how it's wrong to be objectified, uh, sexualized, you know, a piece of meat uh, for advertising, right? Because mm -hmm. sex sells. On the other hand, I mean, I think it was a bit of a, as you said, like a manipulative way of, of putting it up there, right? Like you said, you know, isn't it great to be a man and stuff? I think that was probably like a polarizing kind of way that was to put trigger. about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If it had been like, hey, brothers and sisters, we're all in the same boat. Here's another ex example of exploitation, you know, 
be you female or male like this this doesn't make any sense and whatever okay then if my know, message had been more complete yeah but by saying like you know you know isn't it great to be a man and we're never it was very tongue-in-cheek uh -huh. you know like but that's another thing like the tone is impossible to interpret too and that's another issue again with another barrier of communication yeah even with verbal communication you have so many barriers uh, you know try to limit 140 characters uh, for Twitter or put it as a Facebook post and right. watch people misinterpret each other and then there's just people waiting to to like there's a very specific type of person who's just waiting to get into Facebook arguments right right like most of the rational level-headed people that I know have recognized at this point that it's futile to get into any kind of argument on Facebook pretty much right yeah. it's it's just horrible it's the worst there's no point right there's just there's just people who have I guess nothing better to do yeah who just sit there and with their 13 possibly yeah but I mean Facebook it's like it's people within your circle right like you're not on a, on some forum or any right. or any asshole can chime in these are like these are supposed to be your people, right? Your or at least your people's people. So, yeah, your social circle. It's like friends or friends of friends, or at least somebody yeah. that you knew well enough to add to your, to your, to your yeah. page as a friend, right? So. But you know, when I said I was being manipulative, I certainly I didn't sit there and was like, I'm gonna fucking lay a trap, yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna then make all these people feel awful for flying off the handle. No, mm -hmm. that was not my intent. My message was very genuine. I was really saying, oh look. Uh, Apparently, only you know, you know. Apparently, guys never get, um, you know, exploited and so forth. And I guess I was trying to express my disgust for. I'm not disgust is too strong a word because I'm not one of these people that like gets in, you know, all like hot and bothered by something like this. I kind of this has been going on for so long, but it like here it was just blatant. So I was like, fucking, you know, really, we're still doing this. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we're still doing this. We're doing this more than ever, right? And then, but it was, I was manipulative in the sense that I usually don't put up anything controversial on my page. Right. Because I don't want to secretly find out that some people that I love are people I actually wouldn't associate with if I actually, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I just stepped into a whole other <laughs> realm here. I didn't mean to say it. No, but yeah. I usually keep it clean and neutral because at the same time, I don't even want Facebook to... I don't even want that to be the platform for these for real conversations. I want to see my friends face to face, and I want to see them at parties. And, and it's so poisonous when those fights go on. Fucking no point, no point whatsoever. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs>